WVON is proud to present Her Win Trust, helping women make money moves. This exclusive weekly feature during the Perry Small Show is brought to you by Chicago's Bank, Win Trust Financial. Alrighty then, it is 1138 on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. I have a short uh, story to tell you. So, you know, our studios are sponsored by Xfinity, which is Comcast. And, excuse me, I'm sorry, which is, um, and occasionally, David Cohen, who was the CEO of Xfinity, used to occasionally meet with Melody Span Cooper, the owner of the station, right? Do you know that David Cohen, for him to come to Chicago, and sometimes he would come to Chicago to talk to Melody just so he could have um, my guess her cupcakes. He said they were the best cupcakes he had ever had in his life. This is a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and you know where they came from? They came from Brown Sugar Bakery. My guest today is the owner of uh, Brown Sugar Bakery and now also the Southwest Side's Cupid Candies. Stephanie Hart. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Wow. (laughs) What a story. I never knew that. I know you didn't. I know you did. That man would come here and Melly D would have to have at least six of those cupcakes um, here at the uh, at the station when we were on 87th Street. So I, I just want to let you know, you are an amazing entrepreneur. You don't know how many lives you have touched with the, uh, your baked goods there at Brown Sugar Bakery. And when I heard that you had bought an institution, a confectionery institution in the city of Chicago, and that is Cupid Candies. I said, that girl is making money moves. Stephanie, how did you, I mean, how did you, did you get here? Tell me a little bit about yourself before Brown Sugar Bakery. So I am um, newly 58, and I am excited about um, this part of my journey. I um, have I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I started selling Mary Kay when I was 16 years old. Wasn't supposed to, but did. And 18, got a license in real estate. Just kind of bounced around. Um, 22, started a um, employment contract firm in the technology industry. And mm-hmm. you really couldn't tell me anything. My first office was at 18 South Michigan Avenue. Wow. Um, And I got to be among people. Um, I would run into Tom Burrell, um, Barbara Bates. Um, There's just so many great entrepreneurs that were around in the 80s that I just maybe got an opportunity to look up to. Right. Um, I was in that business for 20 years, and I really wanted something different. Um, And I had begun baking only because I, w- I was really trying to re- recreate a memory of my grandmother's cake. Really? really what, what, kind cake? what kind pineapple of cake? Pineapple, coconut. Oh. Pineapple, coconut. Wow. 
And um, I, it needed to be moist. It needed to kind of be sloppy. And everyone just did it differently. There were people that put jelly on the cake. There were people that made this frosting that was marshmallowy. And I didn't know what my grandmother did um, because she had already left the planet. Right. And um, so I, I just started trying to make it. And there was much failure involved. I will tell you that um, there was a lot of failures involved. Um, and once I got the cake right and, you know, shared it with friends, people began to really have reactions to the cake that were different than what I expected. It was the reaction I had when I got it right. But you didn't you don't expect other people to talk about their family and to feel love from cake. Right. Yeah. It um, sounds orgasmic to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so then I started playing around with other Southern recipes. You know, there was the cake that I never got a chance to taste until I was 14. Um, that the lady that made the red velvet cake as a child, you weren't good enough for that cake. You got the other store-bought cake. You uh-huh. didn't get cake. Um, and then the, the famed caramel cake that was the repast cake. And you know you weren't getting any of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I kind of knew when I started to arrive with something really good when people would tell me stories. Um, Early on, another uh, Chicago entrepreneur, Michelle Thibodeau, came to the bakery to get a cake for a repast Mm -hmm. and showed up like 20 minutes later. And she said, the old ladies had put my cake in the back. I'm like, thank you, God, I'm on the right track. Right. And she wanted a cake to share with the people. But they were like, this one goes to the bag. Y'all going to eat the store box. (laughs) Wow, that and is so, amazing. You know, stuff like that. Um, I'm excited. And as far as Cupid Candy, I've been organically growing this business for 16 years with a lot of love. And I was really out just looking for additional space um, to meet the demands that Brown Sugar Bakery had as a company. Mm-hmm. And stumbled upon the fact that Cupid Candy was for sale through... Um, an organization on the south side of Chicago called the Greater Chatham Initiative, or GCI. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, hey, there's this manufacturing company that's available. You might want to look at it. And I did um, because they're a food manufacturer. So it made sense that it might make my move easy to go into a place that's already been manufacturing food. And how are but you going to finance this? So I was extremely blessed. Um, because they were actually looking to close their business down. Mm-hmm. And when the business and the building were for sale, we started trying to look for ways to finance it. And one of the first things that happened was there was a grant, the DECA grant, Department of Economic Development for the state of Illinois, had a grant out. And we applied for that grant, which seems like a long shot, but we really felt that the grant parameters met the project that we were doing. And we we got that grant. Um, we got it. A year and months later, uh-huh. <laughs> we received the grant, which went a long way um, in helping us to acquire Cupid Candy. Okay. First of all, it sounds like you have been working most of your, all of your adult life from the time you were eight, 16. You've been, yeah, you have been working and working very hard. 
you have probably a work ethic that someone like me does not have. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I have well, so you're much. You're an entrepreneur, <laughs> and there's, there's, there's a word for it. I call it entrepreneur because a lot of people want me to talk to them about being an entrepreneur, mm. and you're right. You have to be a slightly you might like pain a little bit because it's not easy, especially when you start with nothing. And I started with nothing. Right. Um, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that there's a place for all things. You know, my CPA is a great example of, of a person that helped me develop my business. Kiara mm-hmm. Johnson, helping me develop my business who came out of corporate. Right. Um, and had she not had that corporate background, I would not be moving forward in the ways that I'm moving forward. And my team is just so varied. I'm I'm so blessed with a great team. I am not doing this by myself at all. You said something earlier. You said you had so many people to look up to back into the 80s. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you have mentors even at 58? Absolutely. I am so blessed that right now I am so excited by the Cleveland Avenue group, which owns Taste 222 Restaurant, uh-huh. Liz Thompson. I am so absolutely motivated by them, much like in the 80s I was motivated by Reginald Lewis, mm-hmm. Don Thompson. Wow. In food that, you know, I just aspire to do one day. And if I don't get to do it, my company after I leave will get to do it because I definitely plan on being generational. Right. So this brown sugar will be here when I'm gone. Right. And um, I'm excited about that, too. Right. Right. I know (laughs) you should be. I have tons of mentors. Um, I think that. The state of learning, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to constantly be in the state of learning. And and not just from people that are your age or older, but from younger people because they have different points of view. And if you're going to continue to grow your business, you've got to take into consideration what's going on now. Yeah. And and mesh that into what you're trying to get done. Um, Another woman that is a great mentor to me is uh, Michelle Hoskins of, um, you know, our famous syrup company, the New Jack Aunt Jemima. Uh uh (laughs) She's a great mentor to me. She's somebody that I talk to regularly, and she gives me guidance from 35 years of being in business. Wow. This is incredible. I I had... I know that our listeners didn't know your story. I, they just wanted to get something from Brown Sugar Bakeries. Where do you see the um, Brown Sugar Bakery? Do you ever think you could, you would become a franchise, number one? And number two, were, what makes sense for what? Why did it make sense for you to buy Cupid Candies? It made sense for me to buy Cupid Candy because life is sweet and getting sweeter. Oh. <laughs> it is a company that produced a product that was Chicago legendary, and I am Chicago's cake. Why should I not own Chicago's candy? That's great. Um, it is a company that is manufacturing a product on the south side of Chicago, creating jobs in a neighborhood that I care about. Mm-hmm. Um and I care about creating products 
because I care about creating jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a natural fit for me. And cake, candy, ice cream, it all goes together. Um, additionally, I felt like it was a product I wanted to expand to that location because I was getting into shipping. Okay. I will soon be shipping cakes nationwide. Wow. And I can ship that candy nationwide right along with it. Oh, that is it's, it's fantastic. So how does Stephanie Hart <clears throat> team up with a 74-year-old Greek American? And uh, <laughs> how, how did you, I mean, what was that relate? What is that relationship like? Because um, John Stefanos, it, it's the former owner of Cupid Candies, right? Yes. Okay. And he is amazing. You know, it's been um, really wonderful working with John in regard to he was born into the candy company. His father started this candy company before he was born. Wow. And so this is a lifelong love for them. And I think that our relationship grew because John trusted that I create a product out of love and his company creates a product out of love. So um, as many have said, well, are you going to get rid of the Cupid Candy name? Why would I do that? No, that's a brand. It's a brand and it's a legendary Chicago brand that I am honored to um, help hold up and extend into the next generation. I cannot tell you that when I heard about, first heard about you buying Cupid Candies, I was so excited because I knew you were a black woman. I just didn't know you. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. This black woman is buying a brand like Cupid Candies. Most of us have had a, a Cupid Candy at one time in our life, at least. But I was just so excited. And then when I saw the spread in the Sun-Times, I'm going to tell you, I got a little teary-eyed. Because to see Uh a black woman like you do something as magnanimous as this and wonderful, it's just, it's breathtaking. I am so proud of you, sis. I just Well, thank you. I want to first, I want to tell you that I definitely give God the glory for holding me through the thought process mm-hmm. of believing that I could, putting together the team that I worked with to actually put together a grant that won. Um, that was a an extreme blessing. And, you know, my team was all African-American, and we worked together to put together something that actually stood out in the entire state of Illinois. So I am proud of my team. I'm proud that, you know, I get to be a light. I hope that that's, I'm glad to hear it, because this is a way that other companies can grow. I mean, it's not a way I knew of before, and I won't tell you that I was smart enough to get into this. It just happened. But it is something that I am looking at for the future. Acquisitions is something that minority entrepreneurs need to look at as a way to grow market share and to expand their product lines in the verticals that they're selling and successful in. I'm going to tell you guys, it's public knowledge, so I'm not telling her business. You know I tell everything. But anyway... You got a half a million dollar grant. Who does that? What black person do you know gets a half a million dollar grant? 
Well, I wasn't the only one, and I share um, the DECA grant with some other great companies, um, Brookings Funeral Home, Leeks Funeral Home. Uh, 40 Acres is a natural food delivery company. This is cool. Um, that's African-American, and all of them got a half a million dollars. That is incredible. Yes. So let me ask you this. How did you know that this grant was available. What happened? The state did a great job, and um, the person that was over the 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 you know getting the news out and training at that time did a really great job. His name is Derek Champion. He is no longer with the state of Illinois, but he did a great job in contacting and making sure that it was on social media, and then further than that. He made sure that he came out into the community and said, apply. It can't hurt. It's going to be tough, but try. And I will tell you that that inspiration from someone directly saying it's worth a try, Mm -hmm. it really helped. And then the state did a great job in publicizing the grant doing courses, um, many crash courses in all the neighborhoods all over the state. There were several in Chicago. I went to two, um, one in the city and one in the suburbs, to really learn how to put the grant together and how and what the state was going to be looking for. So there was education about it, and it was highly publicized. That's great. Um, that the grant was available. So what do you suggest to people that, you know, th- that are entrepreneurs – who want to build their business. What well, do you tell them to do? I would suggest some things that I it may have taken me longer to do than, okay. than it should have. Like what? One, document your business. Like, keep good records. You need to work with an accountant. If that's not your forte, it is not my forte. Your numbers have to be together in order to work with a bank, a grant, or any type of anything to move you forward, they're going to want to see your numbers. So definitely, even though you're an entrepreneur and I'm an entrepreneur, we're visionaries, we don't want to account for the past, but you have to account for the past. Uh You have to know what your foundation is and what you can take. And it also teaches you where you need to grow. Um, I would definitely suggest that. And I would also suggest that one of the biggest lessons I learned because of COVID Mm -hmm. is have a relationship with the bank. And when I say relationship, I don't mean mean deposit your money into a large bank. I mean have that banker's phone number, check in with that banker, know what that bank's style is. And for me, I've decided to put my money into community banks. Okay. Um, because it just makes more sense. Well, for that's me. what and Wintrust does. I mean, this this segment it's called her Wintrust, and her Wintrust has been a wonderful partner with WVON and Melody and everything else. That's why they they sponsor this segment. So when you and guess se- what? what this is going to be so great because Wintrust is my bank. Come on and now, Wintrust <laughs> became my bank. <laughs> During the COVID crisis, um, during the COVID crisis, and as I was in a panic that the large bank that I was with acted like I did not exist, I was guided to reach out to Wintrust Bank, 
and they did a great job for me. My personal banker is Marcia Nicholson. I can say her name. Mm-hmm. I know her phone number. She follows up with me. She gives me guidance on the next steps of my business and what I need to be looking at. And we get together just about every other month, just to touch base right. over the phone and say, here's what I'm doing. I've never been cared for like that, and that's why I said I decided for a community bank. But I can definitely say wherever you're at, you need to have that kind of relationship. Wintrust is my bank, though. That is fantastic. Give the address of, um, it's, it's Brown Sugar Bakery open? Absolutely. We closed for... Um, two months as we built um, our infrastructure that could deal with online ordering and that type of thing because I wasn't ready for that. And okay. I chose not to do all Uber Eats and that. I, I couldn't do all third party and run my business. So right. we're at 328 East 75th Street. We're also at 4800 West Chicago Avenue. Our 75th Street store is open Tuesday through Saturday, and we're open from 11 to 6. You can order online from brownsugarbakerychicago.com for picking up at 75th Street, and you can come into both locations into the store and buy our stock with a mask. This is, Stephanie, this is the best Herwin Trust segment I've had. I thank you well, so much. To the bank, let them know we did this. I didn't know that this was sponsored by Wintrust until you had me in queue and I was listening to the commercial. Oh wow, so that's absolutely um, divine. Order is at all right. Then. The last entrepreneurial advice I would have, and this is the, the real deal, is to make it. You got to keep your head together. So feed your head and feed your heart. Wow. Stephanie Hart, owner of Brown Sugar Bakery and Cupid Candies, the iconic Cupid Candies. Thank you so much. And I hope when this COVID is over, I've got to come meet you. We've got to do lunch or something. I would love to. And thank you so much. (laughs) All right, then. And I'm an old lady. I'm 60, and I love it. And I'm only two years younger than you. I'm working on being sexy and 60, so we won't talk about it. I can't wait to see your sex because oh. sexy and 60 go together. You don't, you don't have to tell me. Uh, and Titus and Marsha, they're like, I want a cake. I don't, I don't, eat, that, I don't eat cake and all of that anymore because it's too fattening for me. And I have put on at least 10 pounds during this COVID. It's killing me. But thank you so much. I appreciate Thank you. Too. All, right. All right. Send send those two people over there a cake. They'll love it. All right then.